Welcome to a special edition of the Buck Stops here, the official audio show. Actually, it's a video show too on NotInHallOfFame.com. And in three weeks from this recording date, we're going to have a very special show where we're going to have our mock committee because we're obsessed with Halls of Fame, hence why it's called NotInHallOfFame.com. No mystery to the title. And we're hoping that we're going to replicate what we did last year. And if anyone wants to join, please do. It is our mock Pro Football Hall of Fame committee. And I've got one of the members of last year's committee who's going to be with us uh, this year, long-suffering Lions fan, <laughs> Ted Crockett. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, tough being a Lions fan, but you know what? You got to stay loyal to your team and support mm -hmm. them through the thick and thin. Eventually, one day, whether I'm alive or not, they'll get back to their winning ways one day. One day? Yeah, it, it's it, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting uh, team when it comes down to it. I've been we're, I've been doing a lot of uh, like old retro stuff. Just and you forget just how good this squad was in the 1950s. Oh yeah, of course you forget. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty much them and the Browns, which are the opposite nowadays. It's they're kind of the laughing stock. But Browns have turned the corner. We're Lions haven't quite done that. A couple years in the 90s that we had that teased us a little bit, but a couple good players here and there, but everything else is just a disappointment. But again, you, you still stick with them. They're your team. Right. Well, Ted, uh, you suggested something, or actually you mentioned that you ranked them, and then I said, hey, that's a show, uh, where you put together the list of 120, the 122 candidates who you think, and you rank them in order of who of their worthiness and i said hey that's a show uh i would love right. to sort of like hear your perspective on that and i, I kind of consider this almost a pre-show for again the main event that we'll have and again i'm asking hey people out there uh you want to be part of this please do it's a lot of fun if you're really into pro football and the halls of fame and just it's history uh we're a fun group we don't bite right right yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, uh, again, it's just kind of fun. It's if you have that passion for for football or baseball or any of the Hall of Fames, uh, mm -hmm. we definitely get together and have these little groups and talk uh, worthiness and throw out our opinions and differing viewpoints, which is good. There's certain guys, you know, that as we go through this process that uh, gain momentum because we've learned, we've educated one another Yes. On yes. some of these people. And so then I'm sure you're going to see some people on my list and be surprised where I've got them. But at mm -hmm. the same time, there's probably some of your favorites where I might have them a bit lower and that's OK. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be one that I'm going to be championing, championing this year that is a little more of a surprise for me. And I kind of think I have to take a bit of a mantle because I believe one person who was a part of it last year won't be able to because he's in Antarctica. That might make it hard. That's right, a Glenn right. Pulowski. So uh, if you're watching Glenn and you better, uh, I, I, th I think I think you kind of know where I'm going with this, Ted. But I guess uh, I guess we'll move on. You've got you wanted to do this by position. So we've got seven uh, quarterbacks who were nominated. And uh, do you want to go through uh, your list of quarterbacks? Sure. So first, um, just give a shout out to uh, Pro Football Reference and the Hall of Fame monitor. I, I use those scores as just kind of similar to baseball war. Um, it's not the all end all be all, but it, it does kind of give you some context. It kind of 
chooses um, Pro Bowls, championships, all pros, all that yards, stats, everything, and kind of melds it all together. Again, it's, it's certainly not perfect, but I think it helps weed out some of the biases that people have towards people, good or bad. And kind of, so if somebody's way off the chart, then you got to have a good reason why that may be if they're not high or low on, on the monitor score. Um, so I've got that on there. And then also I have not in the Hall of Fame's rankings. So mm -hmm. it kind of just gives you a little idea of where you or others rank them yeah. um, in accordance to. And then we also have the best of the guys who were not preliminary nominated for the 123 nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. And then we also have upcoming candidates. Um, so going into the quarterbacks, there were seven, Cunningham, Messias, and McNabb, uh, McNair, Craig, Garcia, and Del Home. Which is your um, order. That is my order. And for me, there's not anybody that stands out, oh, you need to throw them in the hall or else I'm going to ban the hall for the rest of my life type thing. I, I do think you have three, um, maybe even four, if you count McNair, Cunningham, Esiason, and McNabb, who I think could easily make somebody's top 25 semifinalist. And you never know if one of them could sneak in one day. Um, they all have unique cases. Um, Cunningham, as you know, has the, uh, the Burt Bells and kind of changed the game a little bit in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. And then Esiason actually has the highest monitor score of the three um, by quite a bit, actually. And he's interesting. He was one who was not nominated at all last year, um, which kind of surprised me. Um, and then McNabb. You never know how McNabb would be viewed if he uh, won that one Super Bowl. You know, do we are we even having this discussion right now? So, you know, does one game really keep somebody out of the NFL Hall or Pro Football Hall of Fame? And you know, that's kind of it what it comes down to. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. If if I could, just like uh, one thing that's sort of stuck out, like uh, for the non-Hall of Fame ranking. Uh, when I put that together, that essentially was my ranking. And then it changes over years, not necessarily from my input, but from the input of everyone else. Mm -hmm. So like what I have, when I submit my top 25 for a committee, it won't be the top 25. Yep. Uh, that, that's there because I, I try to respect all the people who vote in. So that sort of created some interesting things like Donovan McNabb has plummeted by like 50 spots. People hate this guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. And I, I don't understand the hatred that a lot of people have for Donovan McNabb. And I think you're right. Like if Donovan won one, that, that Super Bowl, or at least got into another one, because what was it, four years in a row that the Eagles made the NFC Finals? Yeah, they were the Bills light, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good, yeah. And McNabb, and McNabb says, hey, I, I have similar numbers to Aikman. You look, and he does. Mm -hmm. you know and he, he didn't have Michael Irvin right he uh, didn't, yeah he had guys like Fred Lewis and <laughs> Pinkett I mean he had he didn't have a whole lot there he had Westbrook who who is a pretty solid player which we'll talk about a little later but yeah. he really yeah. didn't have he didn't have Hall of Famers that's for sure well, he's T.O. yeah yeah he but did they got along so well yeah right I guess he's all right. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's a great, I've never seen 
what I have to call such irrational hate for a player mm-hmm. than Donovan right. would have. I mean, I get why maybe you don't like a certain player, but I mean, what more did you want him to accomplish with the people, with the surrounding cast? All right. Yeah. Like so, this, like, yes, hatred. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So all three of those guys, to me, again, Cunningham, Asias, and McNabb, possibly mm-hmm. McNair, any of those guys I think could be, I don't see any of them ever being a top 15 guy, um, but they're they're all going to be in that 16 to 45 range, I think, mm-hmm. for me. And again, that it's just who's in the room that day and yeah. when they rank them out and vote them and, and whatnot. So those are my my quarterbacks again not nominated i know we've seen uh, there's some good, tony, good 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 yeah, ones tony it, romo it, 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 yeah drew bledsoe rich gannon i mean there were three right there vic you know has his own story but to me romo bledsoe and and gannon um were all really good and how somebody like a garcia or del home gets on the list ahead of them who knows but um I was a little surprised. Obviously, Romo has the name, but you know, when you dig into it, Gannon probably has the best stats of the three. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think all three of those will probably see them back on the preliminary list in the future. I want your take on Michael Vick because uh, you talked about McNabb as a game changer, and Vick was that next evolution. And mm-hmm. we don't need to go into why he's not. We know why, right? And, and it's, and it's just basically the dog, the dog fighting ring. But my, my, Mike Vick to me is what, like one of the great stories and he's still employed in some capacity in pro mm-hmm. football. Isn't he an, an analyst somewhere? I think, or at least he was. Well, who knows where he's at? I haven't, I don't uh, follow him too much anymore. Yeah. He wouldn't um, be in Detroit, but yeah. All right. 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 He, uh, he's a tough one. Again, I think when you, even if he didn't have the the dog issues and everything um he'd probably fall short no championship no first team all pro yeah but but he had the dog issues he wouldn't have he wouldn't have missed three years yeah he would have had a cup i'm not sure exactly how many years he missed two or three um he you add in those stats and yeah then you start getting up to again that mcnab esiason type Mm -hmm. range you know and there's no doubt he kind of changed the position a little bit there and so it, it you definitely have a conversation or he'd be more in the conversation than he is now yeah because i think it's also like a couple of these guys i think might be fun to talk about because i know when we have our big committee there's no point talking about them because they're not there right yeah yep uh my my buddy who is uh he was he's not a falcons fan but he was one of the first people to get under the wire the ron mexico jersey before the nfl.com figured out what was going on <laughs> right right and anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, just Google it. It's hysterical. That is funny. Yeah. So, and then I think, again, when you look at these, I don't see any of these guys getting in. It, it You never know. Um, but 2019 you'll, or 2025, you'll have Eli Manning, 2026, mm-hmm. Drew Brees, and uh, Philip Rivers. So you got three candidates. Again, some of them will be debated. One lock. And I, I, I can say this as a Saints fan, and I can yep. say this without being a Saints fan. The, my favorite thing about Breeze retiring and Brady not, I can sacrifice 
the passing yards record, which just fell. Right. To have Breeze as the headliner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to breeze in his first year. So um, we will see that in uh, 2026. So so then you go on to our um, Jay Cutler listed. That's interesting. I, look at the stats and the love. You want to talk yeah, disrespect, well, huh? <laughs> you know what? For he's going to be talked about a little bit next year. I mean, Carson Palmer and, and then Jay Cutler, there's really not anybody else worth talking about. Cutler yeah. has, again has no chance. Um, but if you it's a possible he could wind up being nominated. Um, again, if Jake Delhomme can get nominated, that means Jay Cutler can be nominated. I don't see him getting any traction whatsoever. Palmer, some might be, he'll be nominated and, you know, fall into that McNair, Dave Craig type range, but uh, Cutler could show up on the list, but he'll be pretty far down the list. All right. So should we move on to the running back slash fullbacks? We've got 17, although yeah. kind of not really, but I guess we'll go into that. All right. Yeah. Time. So what's interesting is, so I ranked everybody based on how they were categorized by the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And when they release all the people, they say, here's the running backs, here's the special teamers. What's confusing to me is there's some guys in here that are predominant special teamers mm -hmm. who are in this list or in the wide receiver list, right. but they're not ranked down with the special teamers. And there's some guys in the vice versa. It just made no sense to me. But again, we're, we're splitting hairs here. It probably won't matter anyway. So of the 17 here, um, again, I'll just go through my, my list. I have Ricky Waters first for running backs, then Sean Alexander. For those, those two are kind of above and beyond for me. Mm -hmm. um, then I, I have Allstad. I could be a little lower on him, but he was, to my mind, the best fullback. Maybe not a traditional fullback, but you, traditional fullbacks aren't going to make it in the hall of fame it's just not going to no. happen based on the current setup so i could see one day all because he was a fan favorite he's got the fame piece mm -hmm. down then then you get into this big group of everybody's kind of grouped together there's hardly anything that separates them your fred taylor's i know he's gotten some traction he was a I believe a top 25 last year i'm a little yeah, lower I, on, I'm on him on that one with all due respect to fred taylor yeah, right. Yeah, great player. But yeah. you got Fred Taylor, Priest Holmes, your boy, Herschel Walker. Yep. Um, oh, can I just sort of like say something here? Yes, yeah, I yeah. promote Herschel Walker. And no, that does not mean I'm a staunch Republican. I'm a staunch Canadian. I'm none of these things. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So you got Walker, yeah. which gets the boost for the special teams and, you know, his uh, non-NFL days. And then you've got... Uh, Tiki Barber, Stephen Jackson, Corey Dillon, Jamal Lewis, and Eddie George. So those guys are, I mean, again, if you didn't know who they were and you just look at the stats, you're going to have a hard time saying, oh, this is this guy and this is this guy. They're all bunched together. Yeah. Um, Any football fan, regardless of your fan base, if you say I've got one of those guys in their prime for five years, you're saying awesome. Right. Like yeah. then I've got a top five running back. I always joke about Tiki Barber. He's the guy who I just picture him getting drunk at bars all the time, you know, cause he retired the one year early. It's a trashed Eli. Then Eli goes and wins the Super Bowl, uh, sees his former teammate, Michael Strahan getting the exact career that he wants. 
and then his, his less famous at the time twin brother is is the successful analyst i think with fox i think he does right. a color for, yeah you know the number two tier so you see ronde quite a bit tiki's got to be drunk every night if he's not an alcoholic i don't know who is yeah i i don't know him well enough to know what his uh what <laughs> also his, his name uh, is tiki. Bizarre, but i can see that i yeah. can see that then and then go back to the list so after eddie yeah. george i've got uh Lawrence O'Neill, who again I think is probably the best blocking fullback, and Very good if there was some way to get special teamers or these low production positions, some love in the Hall of Fame, he would be much higher. I know we have some people in our group who love advocating for those that get no love, um, so I recognize his skills and he's great. Then you got Metcalf and then Biner, Thomas Jones. So Thomas Jones is one that. I believe was initially left left off the the nominee list, and then I think the Football Hall of Fame realized they accidentally did that, and so they've added him in here. So you may see some lists with him not on it, but I believe he's officially added to the preliminary list. Well, let's be honest; it won't matter. Right, it doesn't matter. Somebody, yeah. some some fan will say, "Oh, he's got over ten thousand yards." Well, so does half these other guys, you know. So it was Ricky Williams who's not on it. Right. Right. Um, then you got Westbrook, who we mentioned earlier, and then Larry Centers. Um, interesting. Again, the one guy I think that's kind of missing. You you reference Ricky Williams, but I, when you look at their Hall of Fame monitor scores, work done would fall probably up near Jamal Lewis, Eddie George, he, and he was not nominated. So, yeah. kind of a shocker there. Um, Does it also show year, what ten thousand yards means now, which isn't quite the same? Yeah, it's kind of like probably back when um, 400 home runs, the first couple people hit 400 home runs, that was a big deal. And then over time, then it became 500. Uh, if you leave out the steroids and everything. Interesting, though, when you dig in at the numbers and look at yardage, when you start looking at 11,000 yards, then you're starting to look serious. So dig 10, 11 might be the new 10. So, but there's always going to be those outliers. Well, and then sometimes it works the, the other way. I mean, just like in baseball, 200 is a new 300 wins. Yeah. Another yeah. Three. Like I, I, I'm, I'm going to be 50 next year, which is depressing mm -hmm. in itself. I think I feel safe to say that if I live another 30 years, I will never see another 30 game, 30, 300 winner, game winner in baseball. Yeah. I don't it, see that. I, there was an article not too long ago, a week or two ago that I just read about that. And so if I, if I find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, then next year you got Matt Forte, Chris Johnson, DeMarco Murray again. They might get nominated. They're going nowhere. Jamar Charles. Charles will be interesting because, again, he had a real nice peak and his average yards per rush um, was really good. But, again, I – it's going to be a fight. Um, Marshawn Lynch in, in 2025 will obviously get a lot of discussion and debate. Um, Sproles was a great special teamer and scores pretty well. So he'll, he'll be talked about and probably make a preliminary list, but again, won't get much traction. Then 2026, things get real. Yeah, I, I can even deep in running back. You got I didn't even think McCoy, of this. Frank, Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. If, if none of those guys sign this year, they'll all be 2026. Because well, yeah, McCoy's retired now. 
officially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gore and, and Adrian, I just don't like if they haven't picked. I think it's oh, in a way. It's sometimes it's such a sad thing for for football. What so many of these greats never get to go out on their own terms, right? Very few. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're kind of fade away. You know, I mean, unless you're a Lions guy, then they all retire at the peak of their game. <laughs> yeah. So, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, so you got you got some upcoming candidates and Lynch, McCoy, Gore, Peterson, who will all be good. But again, from the last couple of years until the next four years, there's not much. So, all right, so well, you, you could see that, a Waters or an Alexander get a boost. I think. Let's. I, I want to have a bit of fun here. Uh, so let's take a four four guys you just mentioned: Lynch, McCoy, Gore, Peterson. Rank them. I would have Lynch last. Um, wow. I think he, I mean, again, if you look at the monitor score and overall yeah. impact, um, I, I think all of them were some sort of all decade. So you look at stats, you're probably going, uh, Gore has the most yardage, but I would right. probably put Gore, um, I'd probably go Lynch, then McCoy fourth, would be Lynch, McCoy third, Gore second, and Peterson first in terms of okay. hall worthiness. I actually have Lynch second. Yeah. Because he was he was a game changer more so than way more so than Gore, who was just durable. Frank Gore to me and Eli Manning are going to be the two most debated people, I think, on our future committees forever. I and Philip Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Philip Rivers, uh, another one too. It might be coming up. You, you, you talking? I know. I know. I'm going off topic, but I don't think you and I have ever talked about that. Uh, someone in our group, uh, Vinny Lasmanuso, who I got to give this kid credit. He one great thing about him is he has no fandom, and mm-hmm. it allows him to be a lot more object- objective than I can be. All right. So he pounds the pavement statistically for Matt Ryan. So you talk about a guy, I, mean, I forget which, we talked about Donovan, right? So Matt Ryan wins that Super Bowl. No contest. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think now as Matt Ryan's nearing the tail end of his career, I think it's the first time I've ever seen him in a national commercial where he's doing that one with Ice-T and, and Stone Cold. I haven't even seen it yet. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're just playing off the whole, I don't even remember what, what it's for, but they're all saying, it's something because his nickname's Matty Ice and he just comes in. It's like, shit, I think that's the first time I've ever heard Matt Ryan talk. Obviously, I've heard him talk before, but you don't... Like, right. it's, like that's going to be another real fascinating one to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I I think I'm with you on, on a lot of this. I wouldn't change much much of your rankings at all. And, and even then, I mean, like, it's not beyond Waters and Alexander. Those, and I'm, I'm with you. Those are my two guys who I can push harder. I mean, I know I can push Herschel really hard, but if, if I'm in that room, I guess if we're in our room, I'm pushing the hell out of Sean Alexander, who I think for some reason, I mean, touchdowns. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. The dumbest yeah. quote I ever heard, I forget who said this, not the dumbest quote I ever heard. Somebody was criticizing, I, that's, I can't be hyperbolic on that. Somebody said about Chris Carter. Well, all he ever does is score touchdowns. 
right and that's right. bad yeah might have been buddy ryan i'm not yes positive. yes thank you yeah. yes that's yeah. what it was it is yeah. like I, I don't know what point you're trying to make here right <laughs> yeah god forbid you thing. score yeah yeah so i would say you know looking at your your list um yeah. obviously a little lower on Herschel Walker, but yeah. we, we know the arguments there. But one guy I'm I'm curious um, would be Corey Dillon. You don't have him ranked? No, uh, there's a couple actually that uh, that I keep going back to, and there's going to be another one coming up. Yeah, who I I think will be in my next revision. I think Corey definitely could make this could could be in that 200 to 300 range. As mm -hmm. I'm sort of like looking back on on some of the on on some of this like i think once yep. you get past 200 then i get throwing dark polluted. yeah you know yeah. it's like what's the difference between the 200th best player and the 400th best player not much yeah no and you'll see that even here when we compile merge this list all together yeah some of these guys you could argue up and down 20 spots or so but in reality it you're just nitpicking at that point Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's the running backs and if we'll move on to the wide receivers and as you know um wide receivers are seen with the game changing it's kind of one of the hardest yep to me it seems like it's the most worthy of all the positions but it's also the the game has changed and so some of these guys that you have these crazy stats just might not ever get in because Hey, good luck. You got all these. Yeah. yeah, it's not the Hall of Fame of wide receiver. It's it's Hall of Fame of every position. And so mm -hmm. um, for me, top two are our top two returners, Wayne and Holt. Mm -hmm. Then you have your new candidates, your Steve Smith, your Andre Johnson, and Quan Bolden. I'm a huge Ellard supporter. Um, I think uh, he's been kind of slighted from the old school guys. I could see him one day from the He's an 80s receiver and early 90s. I could see him one day being the guy, kind of all these 70s guys we just put in mm -hmm. or the Hall just put in. He could be the Carmichael or the Branch or the Harold Jackson who's not in yet. He could be in that type group in the future. He's not getting in um, via the modern ballot, but he could be advocated for in the future, definitely. And then you've got uh, our special team, Hester, who, again, why he's listed at wide receiver, God knows. Um, and then Heinz Ward, which is a big polarizing candidate for people. Then you got two guys um, where I put them in their kind of their own group, great stats, Jimmy and Rod Smith. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I don't see any way they're getting in. There's just too many. Look at all these other wide receivers ahead of them. You can't put them all in. So, so if we, if we look at your eight to eleven and wide receivers, yep. And just to put almost a bow on this, we got four guys again using what we said. If you line to me, Saints fan, if we had th these guys in our prime in their prime for a six to seven, I'll say six to seven year period because they've all had longer careers. So Heinz Ward above Jimmy Smith, Rod Smith, Chad Johnson, right. If that's our WR1, we're laughing. And all four of these guys will be lucky if they get a combined one finalist. Right. Heinz Ward could because, again, Pittsburgh. And I, I know some of the advanced analytics kind of really 
they kind of like catcher in, in baseball, they, oh, they get bonus points for pitch framing or their defense behind the plate. Well, Hines is, I think most people would agree, one of the best blockers of all time at wide receiver. And so how much value is there to that? And that's, I would be anxious to see, you know, years from now, what tools and how he'll score when new data comes out. That's, so for now, I keep him on the periphery, but I wouldn't be surprised if one day he makes it. Um, that's just me personally. Um, then you've got, uh, you know, your Wes Welkers, Desmond, Derek Mason, and Machin Muhammad. Again, two more guys who got that 10,000 yards. Yep. Uh, Andre Risen was a, you know, real popular player back in the day. And you round out, rounded out with Donald Driver, Troy Brown, and Joe Horn. Um, yeah, I, lo I love Joe Horn for obvious reasons, but he, right. he was lucky to get to this. Bluntly. Yeah, this is probably getting on the list is about right. And you'll look at the not nominated again. Uh, you could probably argue almost every one of those guys there could be better than Joe Horn. Yeah, so um, yeah, you're right yeah. in the same ballpark. Yeah, so, do you want to read those off? Yeah, Irving Fryer, Keenan McCardell, uh, Roddy White, Herman Moore, Keyshawn Johnson, Joey Galloway, Ed McCaffrey, and Vincent Jackson, all not nominated that were eligible this year. So you'll see some of those on future um, in future nominees in future years. But uh, again, none of them are going anywhere. So. Keyshawn was at one point my least favorite player. Right. I well, could see that. He well, was, I mean, uh, anyone who, well, he, he come, he's a rookie or in his second year, and you put out an autobiography called Just Give Me the Damn Ball. Right. What kind of idiot does this? You well, couldn't I would say, uh, sounds like T.O. or Moss or any of them. They just have that prima donna type thing. Yeah, but, but he uh, never was T.O. or Moss. Right. Right. Exactly. Having said that, if you would have told me then, well, actually, he, you'd be, he's actually going to become one of your favorite analysts. I said, no way. And he, and, right. he chased, and he chased away Justin Bieber once. That, <laughs> that in itself, I'm right. going to now, I think, remind me, I'm going to buy Just Give Me the Damn Ball because I just remembered that he chased Justin Bieber away <laughs> in his neighborhood. That actually happened. That is funny. Yeah. Um, not um, upcoming nominees, mm -hmm. nobody next year really. Brandon Marshall and, and Jordy Nelson in the mm -hmm. 2024 or class Marshall might again he might be falling between Chad Johnson Wes Welker he'll be in that ballpark Demarius Thomas the year after so nothing there Des Bryant after that but 2026 you got Larry Fitzgerald so again you mentioned uh, Drew Brees had lightings Fitzgerald's a lock as well so you've got right there you got we've already got two of the five locked in in 2026. Think of this so if it's Brees Fitzgerald and then if and then if Adrian Peterson, because I, I, I think we both agree Peterson over Gore, right? He will what? Uh, we both agree Peterson over Gore. Yes, absolutely. Right, so then that's I had like, Peterson one. Yep. Okay, so that's three guys in 2026. And it, it's funny, Evan and I, uh, uh, I just, Evan Nolan, the co-host of the Hall of Fame show, mm -hmm. uh, we, we said, how crazy is it with this? That this is a soft year, I put that in quotations, for people to try to yep. get in because there's not a designated spot. Yeah, agreed. I could see Peterson or any of those running backs having to wait a year or two. Um, 
again, Peterson had some of the off the field issues. A lot of it's going to be who's still on the ballot too. So yeah, um, yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's tough to predict one year, let it go, let alone go five years out. So that's true. Uh, the tight ends, I think this will be pretty quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, Ben Coates was a, a great player. He's my top tight end. Um, yep. Kind of separated from the rest of them, but still not Hall of Fame level. Um, you got Brent Jones, Wesley Walls, Heath Miller, and Dallas Clark are my rankings. Um, you reminded me here too. I, I keep forget. I don't know how I forget about him, but because uh, and I like how you got the people coming soon so Antonio Gates will be very interesting not because he's not going to get in he is but what year will he get in right yeah he's again it's it's going to be tough so he'll um he'll be one that again he could go in first year he might be there five years in it's yeah. I mean he's not going to have a a long long week after that but then you'll if he doesn't go in right away um, in 2024 or 2025, then in 2026, you got Jason Witten. I mm -hmm. doubt Witten would leapfrog him. So then that pushes Witten back in the queue. Right. So um, you, you've got two tight ends in the next uh, five to 10 years right there going in. And then obviously once Gronk retires, you'll have another one. Um, I think it helps Witten also too that Gronk came back out of retirement and pushing that near yes you know, yeah that, good point eligibility because uh, Witten might have more yards but Gronk is the better tight end there's no right, way to right. that. yep and he's got the he's got all the championships and um yeah you'll not nominated which again ranking wise I'd have him probably maybe second on this list was Shockey German oh. Shockey Second or third, I'd have him maybe right or maybe in between Brent Jones and Wesley Walls. Um, Shockey was really good for a couple of years, and I know he was on that Saints team that won a Super Bowl, but he wasn't the same yeah. guy. Uh, but most of these tight ends, they were only good for a couple of years if true, you man. dig into it. So, that's true. Um, Greg Olson in twenty twenty six who just retired. He'll he won't make the hall, but if you look at his numbers, some pretty decent numbers, and he'll probably be. Good player. One of the better stat guys that are not in the hall at tight end. So he'll be near, probably at the top of the guys not getting in um, for me. Um, so the moving o on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. The O-line, I'll tell you, was probably the hardest group to, to rank. Again, you don't have your traditional counting stats here. Um how does one grade one? Well, a lot of it is all pros and pro bowls. And, but if there's, you know, there's two tackles on a football field, but only one center. So how, you know, that's, mm -hmm. um, I think centers kind of get the shorted in the stick because of that. Um, when it comes to making pro bowls, they take two centers, but they take three guards or three tackles. Um, and same thing with all pros. So, um, it's definitely hard. You've got Baselli at the top of the list, short career, but again, he being one of the semifinalists or finalists last year, I think it's him and then everybody else. I think also um, with Baselli, and I could be wrong here, but I think the Pro Football Alumni Association named him the offensive lineman of the year three times. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to look back at that, but I'm pretty sure he's like among 
the, I mean, that's a, that, I, I got to go with that pretty, with that group. They would know. Right. Yeah. And then uh, you get into, again, from two to eight, whatever, you can throw them in whatever order you want. And people are going to debate on this in our group and, and all the fans out there. But I, again, it, you're splitting hairs here in this group. It's like, what, what measure are you going to take? For me, I have Richmond Webb and Wazinski kind of right there, one, two. Mm -hmm. um, then, then I've got Saturday, Willie Anderson, his metric score and your ranking are pretty low. But as we know, last year um, in our group, he, he rose to the, I believe, top 25. Yeah, he made the semifinals. Uh, I, and, I yeah. want to get a yeah. Bengals fan in our group to really sort of yeah, and when and I'm the one who presented his case. Yeah, um, and when you start digging into his case, all the again you don't have the traditional stats, so you have all these. Oh, Pro Football Focus said this, and he allowed no tack, no sacks, and did this and this and this. So his case is just really interesting. Again, when you get into the analytics and. One day, I think there'll be more data than we have now. We just don't have it currently, or at least the general population doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. um, and he could certainly be a riser um, that could, he might get, get no traction in, in the real uh, Hall of Fame voting, or he might shoot up and surprise some people. So then I've got uh, Logan Mankins, Lomas Brown, and Olin Krutz. Um, I, not a huge Olin guy. Um, I think he was on pace at one time, but again, I think you got Jeff Saturday and then we have a center who didn't even get nominated this year, which is all over social media, Tom Nalen, who if he was nominated would be ahead of Cruz for me. So you got two centers in my mind ahead of Cruz. So I don't see him getting in and Cruz and Nick Mangold too is a new Mangold's a new candidate. I don't see him getting very far, but he'll be mentioned here and there. Ruben Brown, Brian Waters, Matt Burke are kind of all in that next group. And then I have uh, Jesse Sepulu, Chris Nee, Eric Williams, who made a couple Pro Bowls back in the day, Kevin Glover from my old Lions when we, they were good, um, Jordan Gross, Jake Long, and DeBrickishaw Ferguson. So... I think when I look at that last group from Sapolu down, you could you could easily switch them with the the top seven that you have is not nominated with Nalen, Stefanowski, Jeff Hastings, uh, Nate Newton, Kevin Gogan, Adam Timmerman, Mark yeah, Schindler, yep, and no one would notice. Nobody would. Nope, because all those guys, any of them, will be up in this group next year. I mean, mm -hmm. so you're you definitely have a lot of what separates them, you know, and you're, again, you're throwing darts at that point. So when that happens, then you got to say they're, they're just not, they had great careers. They're just not hall of fame worthy. So you're just wasting your time advocating for them. You've got, um, you're, you're mentioning it real here, like uh, on your futures list, here's a major heavyweight coming up in 2017, Joe Thomas, who could be a first ballot hall of famer and just to show how shitty those Browns teams were, Thomas will probably could get in first ballot Hall of Famer and have the worst win loss record of any Hall of Famer by far. Really, even worse than Calvin Johnson, huh? <laughs> I, 
I, but, I don't know. We should look it up. Look that up. Yeah, that, that'd be a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I know. Definitely, I could definitely see that. Yeah. And and I would again without looking at the ballot, who gets in? Obviously, if Baselli doesn't get in, I got a feeling he is. I, I don't know I do that too, I should, but, he should, but I think he yeah, is. I I agree. And um, but if he if he does get in, then then I think, yeah, Thomas is obviously the next guy at O-line. And it, um, he'll have to get in before any of those other guys in my two through seven or two through eight group even get talked about because you got so to respect the game. Then you, but also next year you have uh, Jahari Evans. And so at, at guard, and so Good. he's, he's going to be a legit candidate. He's not going to breeze in. He's going to no. have several years of weight, but he, he it's is. Awful. He's going to be up there and probably surpass all those other guys, other than Baselli and Thomas. Um, the following year, Sitting and Unger, you got nothing there. 2019, Yonda, he's, I think Yonda's going to get in one day. Um, should, it's going to, not going to be easy, um, but he's definitely going to be talked about. Joe Staley, man, Tough. He, he's going to fall into that probably that Lomas Brown type category, probably fall short, but um, Ryan Khalil short, Travis Frederick, man, that guy was on the path and just hung it up kind of like uh, Andrew Luck, you know, he, he did Frederick have it. I'm trying to remember. I think he just retired because to retire. Okay. <laughs> I, I, th I thought, I thought he, I thought he had something. Yeah, maybe, uh, but either way, I mean, Great short career, but just again, just going to be too short. Yeah. 20 26, Pouncey is going to come in that great class. He he might get in one day, but again, will probably be a bit of a wait. The Castro, I would, he could still play. I think he was injured, and so he could um, come back and sign with somebody, but uh, he was cut, I believe, in training camp. So if he doesn't ever play again, he'd be in the 2026 20, um, discussion for nominees. But again, so, very tough group other than Maselli. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, so then we got our defensive lineman. Uh, go and go ahead with that. Yeah. Um, so 16 of them, you got Richard Seymour and Allen, who were both um, definitely considered last year. And then uh, Kevin Williams, who hasn't gained much traction at all, but analytically, Hall of Fame monitor. His score is probably one of the top five of all the nominees. Mm -hmm. So really good candidate. Expect him to gain some uh, momentum here coming up soon, but uh, he might have a bit of a wait. Then you, you're lumping in the, some of these guys. Neil Smith has never gotten the love that I think he should get, and I don't see him going anywhere probably, but wouldn't be surprised, you know, 20 years from now on some senior committee that he sneaks in because he's probably being overlooked from the era, kind of the Henry Ellard of the, of the group, I guess. Mm. Um, you got John Abraham and Robert Mathis, both high sack totals. Um, people are going to, you're going to have supporters there, but again, you're, you got to look at who's ahead of them and then look at all the other positions. So when you factor those in thing, they'll probably drop down to that right around number 30 ranking and being number 30 or 35 trying to get in the hall of fame doesn't get it done. Yeah. 
Um, Bryant Young is an interesting one. Um, he is, I'll, I'll start by saying I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, that's why I've got him this low. He's been in the top 25. I believe he's even made the top 15 once, but I, to me, he's going to be that, that one out of a hundred guy who makes the top 15, who doesn't get in. Um, usually you make the top 15 for the hall. You're going in eventually. I think he's going to be the exception to the rule, but again, maybe I'm wrong. I know there are some uh, historians out there who really advocate for him. Um, I, again, I just don't see it, um, but it's just me personally, and it's okay to have differing opinions. Uh, Vince Wolfork, a uh, great player, first time uh, nom nominee eligible this year, um, but I Again, got to draw the line somewhere and feel he's probably short. Simeon Rice, Leroy Glover. Glover, you never know, could get in. He, you know, when you talk in all decades stuff, I believe he Great was player. up there. Great player. Yep. Justin Smith, Leslie O'Neill. Those guys are good too. And then you start getting into the next groups. Um, but Michael Dean Perry, he's okay. Then Casey Hampton, Townsend, and Justin Tuck are all kind of just short. Nobody huge really left off. Um, Kevin Carter, Clyde Simmons, Mario Williams, O.C., um, Stubblefield, some decent players. But again, I think you could make that argument. Any yeah. of those guys could replace some of those guys at the bottom of the list. And they probably will in future years. But in, in your futures, you've got three major ones listed. Dwight Freeney for 2017, Julius Peppers. God, as a Saints fan, I hated him. But because yep. he, he always killed us. And right. Geno Atkins, is he officially retired? No, that'd be the same situation okay. as DeCastro. He uh, was cut during training camp injuries. Okay. He could sign with somebody, but if not, his clock, his clock starts. So yeah, he, he could be pushed out another year, but. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I, I didn't miss that. Cause I, I, yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, linebackers got some real good ones again uh 13 of them so if you want to sort of like uh, your your list is definitely different than mine this is where yeah yeah so here. i have i have patrick willis at the top and he's actually my number one overall player and he two years okay. and he hasn't even got to the top 25 or top 15 rather okay yeah we first year he didn't make top 25 second year he made top 25 but not top 15 i think he's gonna get a boost here um this year I, I he's not going in this year let's be clear about that but again if I'm ranking him he's near the top mm -hmm. Zach Thomas I think again for our group was a pretty polarizing player unofficially officially maybe made it to the our group's hall of fame last year <laughs> um I'm a huge advocate for him I think he's he was definitely overlooked, and his stats bear out his uh, worthiness. DeMarcus Ware, which, again, I see you have him number one on your board. Yeah. I think Ware is great. I just would think, me personally, if Ware and Willis both came on board this year at the same time, I think a huge argument, who's, who would be the top guy? And for me, I'd have Willis ahead of him. Okay. I think Ware is the only first-year candidate that has a chance this year to get inducted. I think most people are going to think he's going to get inducted. 
I'm not going to go as far to say he won't be my prediction in my top five, but right now I'm leaning that he might have to wait a year. So we'll see. Um, Sam Mills, again, when you look at stats and whatnot, um, he's one that uh, maybe falls short, but he has these other attributes that seems to have propelled him into the top, uh, what, top 15. And so he's up there. I have him in the top. Um, is this is last year or second last year? That I believe. Um, let me see here. Uh, he is 97. So this would be his so last, last year. year. So, so he's, he's this year's Clay Matthews. Yes. So, uh, and I think it's, it's tough to know how much he, um, what happened in the room last year and how he was looked at. So maybe last year was his big push and he's, that's as far as it's going to go. Which is but why he, we record all our stuff. Cause like we, I write about it afterwards, but I mean, the whole point of it is to try to alleviate some of the transparency and to be fair, the pro football hall of fame, I, I, I think you'd agree with me on this. does a pretty good job overall. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, far better than I, I think baseball hockey. You don't know what's going on there. All right. But I mean, at least they could take a year off and it's not like, Hey, they're all, there's all these people waiting. They started it in the forties. They're doing just fine. Yeah. Uh, basketball I, I think, thing. Yep. I, I actually checked. I, I did a Google search once who's cause I, I'm, I don't know. Cause I'm working on my, my pre-list. I, I know I just sort of changed the topic on this here, mm -hmm. but like Pau Gasol, for example, he's playing in, in, in Europe right now. I don't know if he's eligible in 2023 because he finished his last game in the NBA was the 2019 uh, season or ended in 2019. When I Google, is he eligible? My site comes up. That's not, it's good for me, but it's right. Be your own source, whether and you could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. My sources, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I can look into that for you um, and see what I can find out. You said power or, or Mark? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Mark's a free agent right now. But Powell is a player. Mark just retired officially. So he's, Who did? I think they just, in the last two days. I Marcus think they, all just uh, retired? I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me. Okay. Get, I, get my quote off camera. So right. <laughs> I'll look I into know, it. I can't be bothered to edit it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, he's done. So. And I, somebody posted on it and I made the comment because when it comes to those, like a Marcus Saul, when you look at his normal stats, he's going to fall short, but NBA has the, or the pro basketball hall of fame has the international groups that get in mm -hmm. and you have to factor in what he did internationally. Absolutely. And when you do that, then you definitely talking, could he get in? For me, he falls into Detlef Shrimp type territory, and I believe he is still not in for international. Almost all those international guys yeah. have gotten in. Gasol also won an NBA ring and a World Cup title in the same right. year. But then Shrimp had better NBA stats, but he didn't do as much international. So yeah. you got to yeah. weigh it all, and again – who makes those decisions. So I wouldn't be surprised one way or another, but it, he's not going to breeze in. Let's just put it that way. No. So then after Mills, you got, uh, 
despite the non-Hall of Fame rank, I, someone who I am as a Saints fan is far bigger on, Pat Swelling. Yep. Yeah, I am too. So I was I was kind of surprised last year he didn't get as much love from our group. And it's hard to say, well, when I was a kid, when when him and Mills and Jackson all played as a kid, I kind of was like, I always thought Swilling was the best one. And now you look at it and you feel like people, if they ranked him now, he's probably the least of the three, but his metric score is pretty damn good. Mills so, has got that story. I mean, I, yeah. I hate to say this, but sometimes death really helps a career. <laughs> right? I, I mean, like, and I, and I don't say that to be cold and callous, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, you definitely can. I mean, when you look at musicians and these guys who, yeah. all these people die when they're 27, it makes them immortal. And I mean, they were already great, but they became a whole different level. Sure. Janice Joplin, and, Joplin was still alive. She'd be off, off, off Vegas Strip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a swilling supporter. I would yeah. like to see him go. But again, even if, even if he does, there's at least three linebackers ahead of him in the pecking order. So. Well, and, and um, your next, and your next three are, well, the next four really, uh, uh, Briggs, Bennett, Hardy Nickerson, London Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher for me is super interesting just because it just tackles, tackles, tackles. He was never the best linebacker. Well, often he wasn't even the best linebacker on your team. But he, right. he was a stuffer. And he and did he, it for so long. Yeah, yeah. And he, it was interesting because he never made a Pro Bowl until he was, what, like 40? I mean, he was... <laughs> yeah. Oh he, so he was always short not that he was a great great player got those tackles I got him a little bit lower um than than you may have yeah kind of reminded me of like a Jesse Tuggle um mm. really big tackling machine great player but then again played a long time but then I I've read something about tackles and how they were tracking them and maybe they weren't as uh, official back in the day than they are now in how they assign tackles, like more or less the assistant coach says, oh, you had 12 tackles today and they went with that number. Um, some of those tackle numbers are definitely inflated. Um, there's some articles about it out there. I'd have to dig to find them, but I, I think Fletcher may have been past that time of inaccurate tackle numbers, um, but he's a, uh, He's an interesting one, but again, he's he's not going to go anywhere. Um, he's going to fall in that just great career. Seth Joyner, a great player. Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, some of those Patriot guys. Well, you know, they got to be discussed because they just won so many championships. Takeo Spikes rounds out the group. Uh, again, nobody severe that weren't that wasn't nominated. James Ferrier, Levon Kirkland, Keith Brooking. Chris Spielman, Joey Porter, Greg Lloyd, Ken Norton Jr., Bill Romanowski, Bryce Pop, all great players. Again, most of those would fall into that 9, 10, 11, 12 range. They're all just going to get lumped in there, so they're not going anywhere. And yeah, for your futures, uh, Navarro Bowman's an interesting candidate. James Harrison's very interesting. I love the story of him yeah. just yeah really yeah. struggling to make it because he just couldn't get it 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's like when you're when you're in school and you just can't figure out this math problem, and all of a sudden you have that eureka moment after you failed the test three times. And like, how the hell did I ever fail? Right. It, Harrison to me is just like th- this great story. I don't know how much the Pittsburgh fans are going to be really promoting him only because of how his career ended was it with New England, right? You know, chasing a title and right. Pittsburgh fans don't like that. I get it. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I think Harrison is going to be one of those, again, top five most polarizing candidates, defensive uh, player of the year, that big Super Bowl moment. Um, I think a great player. I think he'll get in eventually. Navarro Bowman's the one that's tough because, again, shorter career. I think 2010 through 2017, three Pro Bowls, but four first team All Pros. Man, but again, it just kind of, he to me, he was always second fiddle to Willis. Yep. Um, so, what does that mean? And Willis has got no love yet. So he's just going to be a tough one, and I, he could be a semi-finalist year one and finalist, and, or he might get no traction. I, I have no idea where his candidacy is yeah. going to go. And coming up then in 2019, Luke Keekley, Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Both you're of them Terrell are gonna Suggs be, and you're not even the best linebacker eligible. Yeah, yeah. You're both going to be locks. Um, it's just – how soon again yeah. i always thought keekley and willis were pretty much close to the same damn player mm-hmm. and willis people are already talking keekley first ballot and willis didn't even uh again first year didn't didn't even make top 25 second year made top 25 didn't make top 15 so they they both can go in very quick or they might both might have several year wait it's all who's left on the ballot in that pecking order that's going to be interesting. So then we move to our uh, defensive backs. Yeah, yeah. So this, I've got – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, so uh, you've got so your top four, uh, Butler, who I, I think is – I think this is his year. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm bigger on Rondé Barber personally and just on the whole site. But, I mean, like if Butler's over Barber, I don't care. Uh, Darren Woods and Eric Allen, two very interesting candidates who seem to be flirting with that top 25, and that might be as good as they're going to get. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Butler and Barber, let's say one goes in this year, one in the next year or two, they're both getting in. It's just, again, close your eyes, spin around, point at one, that's who's going in. You don't you don't know. But yeah. their, their Hall of Fame monitor scores are sp- 89.88 to 89.93. They're they're the same guy. I mean, that's just be real. Um, it's it's just uh, we'll and, see what happens. Um, and while politicking, well, I'll, I'll be blunt. Leroy Butler's doing all the right things to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's saying all the right things. He's doing all the interviews with NFL.com. This guy wants it, and he knows how to, and he's doing it. So, yep. Does that matter? Well, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a thing about advocating for yourself, but if you're gonna do it, there's a right way to do it, and I would say his way is right. Where other people, who like just your number five, Asante right. Samuel, right? 
yeah. who is just saying, well, look at me. Obviously, I'm a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's not yeah. quite how you do it. Yeah, and I struggled with Samuel and Tillman. I mean, I know we have our Tillman fans, and Tillman has some very special I've numbers. I've turned around a lot because of that. And I have too. I've, but if you look at his monitor score, look at all the other people below him that rank higher. And so I've bumped Tillman a little bit and I may still continue to get on him, but I'm not going to put him in ahead of any of those guys in the top four, but I'm fine with him ahead of Samuel. No big deal. Those top four guys are still on a different level than Tillman, in my opinion. And then even just the re- I mean, just look at these guys here. Their next ten, like Char- uh, so after Tillman, Rodney Harrison, Albert Lewis, Troy Vincent, Tim McDonald, Adrian Wilson, Bob Sanders, Merton Hanks. The next four to me aren't special players. Bernardi, uh, no. Dre Blyde, Nick Collins, Alan Rossum. But- Rossum should be in the special team group. I don't. Again, why is he here? Don't know. <laughs> um, they're, they're here, but here's somebody. Something uh, I think we already know the answer. Uh, Somebody I'm high on as a player, but I get why you can't even make him a preliminary anymore. And that's Darren Sharper. Right. Yep. And he you look at the not nominated, his score. Yeah. He would score alone and you'd slide him in after Butler and Barber. He'd be he's the next best guy. Sharper could have been, I don't know that he's would have been a Hall of Famer. Uh and he was a preliminary. He was a preliminary nominee last year. This year they they omitted him and as our culture shifts in many ways better in some ways maybe not that's a topic for another time i i ain't going there but we taking everything off off of this darren sharper would have been someone who would have been in that top 25 he would have been he was he was that good and i can't go oh woe is me for the serial rapist i can't do it no yeah because like this is kind of guy yeah how do you separate like i can separate a lot of things from the crime like mike vick as much as i'm a big dog lover i've got a beautiful corgi you can follow him on jasper underscore the friendly corgi on instagram gotta promote that (laughs) but he grew up in a different culture where they didn't value dogs like that maybe because i now live in caribbean and i see that for myself not that i've ever seen a dog fighting thing but like, oh, your dog gets to stay indoors? <laughs> you know, it's a different mm-hmm. mindset. And I don't know. Here's yeah, a question yeah. for you. Uh, well, real quick on Sharper, though. I yeah. see, you know, you, you have uh, what's it, Jim Trier, you know, the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you take out, you know, the death and what he did he's probably in the hall of fame, but yeah, you, you can't. Well, and so sharper is going to fall short. He's not going to go anywhere. I know when he first uh, was being discussed years ago, I know uh, Peter King, I believe wrote an article about it and uh, King got crucified pretty well on, on social media for stating things. I'd be interesting to see if he still thought the same way. He probably backed off on his beliefs a little bit. It's hard. And, yeah. Sharper yeah. also, too, like, when I look at, like, the rank, like, like votes, because people can vote on all the stuff that I list. And I, I talked about how Donovan's plummeting because of, his, because of that. Mm-hmm. Sharper's got the worst. I get it. 
Yeah. I mean, if I if I eliminate him completely, no one's going to send me a hate letter. I've gotten hate letters for things, by the way. But... <laughs> well, I haven't sent you one yet, but that's oh, just no, yeah. I don't have your address, so. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, Sharper is one. Honestly, if if I had to rank him on worthiness, he'd probably be third. But if I had to rank him based on what we know, if he was on this list, man, I don't know where it, he'd be, he'd be pretty low. I'd probably. Well, I mean, let's look at OJ, right? Who was a first ballot right. Hall of Famer. If yeah. OJ did what he did. Allegedly. 82. Allegedly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I used the word allegedly a lot when we just did a show about, we did, we covered, we are the world. We're talking about Michael Jackson and his alleged right. interactions. I, 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 I think I can safely say OJ is not going to sue me if I don't use the word allegedly. But in 82, he comes on the ballot, but that's also a different time. Things change mm-hmm. so fast. Yeah. I mean, they never took his name down from the Bills wall, wall of fame. Or right. I don't know. I know they talked about it, but Roberto Alomar just got his thing un- taken down. Yeah, at the never know. Yep. So yeah, but, other than, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, but there were some other good not non-nominated guys. Cardinal Lake, man. Mm, I, very good. I'd have I'd have Lake probably right after Eric Allen if he was on the list. And then I, Sam Madison, um, Eugene Robinson, Lawyer Malloy, some good players here. So they're all, again, kind of short. Um, but Lake to me was, I know I get the sharper thing. I get why that happened, but Lake's to me was one of the bigger surprises not being nominated, but I think it's because he's close to falling off years wise. And, uh, you know, people are starting to forget about him. That's just what's, he's not that he's not a hall of famer. He's that next group down. So we got coming a monster. Up, though, com- yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, was just going to say, like, cause there's a monster coming up in 2017 Revis Island. Yeah, Revis again. Will he get in first ballot? Who who knows? But he'll he'll be discussed for sure. He'll be up there. But I think what could hurt him? Why I don't think he'll go. He could go. But again, let's say Butler or Barber goes in this year. Well, one of them doesn't. And well, then you got Revis next year. And so does Revis jump ahead of that person, or does Revis have to wait behind the other one? So that'll be that's going to be a big debate. Um, Eric Berry. So Eric Berry, again, when you look at career stats, probably fall short, but all decade type guy and has a story there and what could have been. And so he's going to be debated and he's definitely going to be right on that top 25 periphery, if not year one in the coming years after. 2019, um, you got Bethea and Talib, yeah, probably going nowhere, but then Earl Thomas and Eric Weddle, again, man, you look at their stats, you're probably, they're not on a Butler or Barber, but they're probably ahead of Woodson and Allen. So they're going to be, they're going to be debated. One of them could rise and, and you never know. I, I'm thinking both could be short and both could get in eventually. You never, that's, they're going to be tough ones. And then Stefan Gilmore again, great. I'm not sure if, yeah, but I don't think he's signed with anybody. I I don't think. Um, I could be wrong. If if not, I thought he was hurt. Um, 
It, right. But if he chooses not to play again, his clock would start now. Wow. Wow. Um, so he's probably got a little more left in the tank. But again, he'll be talked about a Sante Samuel type level, but probably won't go much further. Yeah, unless... he, did have that, he did have that deep boy, you know, the, the defensive player of the year. So, right. Yep. And, yep. That, you know, that's that is huge. Uh, I guess we close off with a special team. So yours, this is where we have, I think, our biggest difference of opinion. But I'm yeah, going to talk yeah. about my bias as we go. So you've got two that you're really high on. So what don't you? Um, you know, well, I, I'll I, be honest, I'm not high on them, but I'm. You you have to put them in the discussion because they're, they are the best of what's not in at their position. Yeah. So Gary Anderson at kicker and Shane Lundita. No other kicker is on the ballot that's higher than Anderson. No kicker is even close to Landetta or punter. So all those other guys, kicker, punter, you might as well throw them out the window. They're not going anywhere. Hmm. What's interesting, though, there were some not nominated, a couple of my Lions, Jason Hansen, Eddie Murray. Hmm. Um, got to meet Eddie Murray a couple of weeks ago. Um, cool guy. But Hansen was like, how is Han- how's Hansen not on the list when Matt Turk, Jeff Fiegels, Ryan Longwell, John Casey. That to me, that's no. just crazy. No, the, so, it's 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 a weak group. I think sometimes you just mix stuff up, just yeah. throw stuff up at yeah. a wall to see what'll happen. Yeah. So the returners, again, I want to be clear. Like I'm different than a lot of people in our group. I don't think any of these guys should take a spot away. You know, based on the way the Hall of Fame is currently set. You, you get five guys in. I would not take a, and give a spot to any of these guys at the risk of a full-time player at a different position. That's where I'm different than some people in our group. So when we get down to it, none of these guys are going to go anywhere on my list. But I, do, I did want to acknowledge that, hey, Anderson's the best of the kickers. He could yes. get in us. Yes. Again, I've kind of mentioned that maybe there's a special team committee one day or some special just general committee to get special teamers in or standalone vote or something like that. Other than that, we're just wasting our time with all of these with the exception of uh, number five there, uh, Steve Tasker. So we know Tasker. That, that one I want to jump. Yeah. So because like, like I'll tell you this. Yeah. You're, when we get into our group stuff and we're doing voting, Tasker is going to be way far down. I'll have a hundred guys ahead of him on my list. It doesn't matter what argument anybody gives me. I'm not moving them up. Look at it as monitor score, which takes overall impact in, in stats and accolades. It, it puts together. It's just so low. How I equate it is, okay, you can put closers into the hall in baseball hall of fame, but they're still less impactful than a, sure. than a, um, starting pitcher or a position player. All right. Makes sense. I don't mind the top closers going in. So that's when I think special teamers, that's the Devin Hester's, the Adam Vinatieri's, the Shane Wecklers, the Ray guys. Occasionally those, those are my closers, if you will, when it comes to football. Steve Tasker, he, he didn't really play much out. He played a little bit of receiver, but hardly any. Um, look at the number of games he played and I'm, I'm just throwing out some inaccurate numbers here, but let's just say he played 195 games in the NFL. He's somewhere around there. Um, 
the guy had 205 tackles. So you're going to tell me you're going to put a guy in for being a special team ace that makes one tackle a game over. I'd rather have your, your London Fletcher that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. who played 40 years, who had 2000 tackles. I'd put him over, over um, Steve Tasker every day of the week. Um, because yeah. he had bigger impact on the game. It's not, I think that's my struggle too, right? Because like yeah. I'm going to, I think right now I'm going to say Tasker's going to be in my, t- my 25. I haven't decided yep. my top 25. I, I'm guessing you have based on what you've sent me. Uh, changes About 20 of them. I've got, yeah, okay. there's, yeah. All right. So Tasker's going to be there. And I think for more, I, and I've watched a lot of Bill's games being, being a Toronto guy, been to quite a few. Mm-hmm. I, with the exception of Matthew Slater now, I haven't really seen a player in that position who could change momentum as often as he could. Yeah. And, but at the right. same time though, I mean, I'm much higher in London Fletcher than most, you know? And, and if you said, hey, well, who would I rather have? I'm picking Fletcher, I know this. But in terms of what the Hall of Fame is, this, yeah. in a year where, I don't have five allotted spots. Maybe for the first time since I've been really paying that much attention over the last 10 years. Is this a year for that? Or is he better off becoming a, a nominee for, for the senior candidates, which I think we can agree. They just don't respect them enough because there's they're such a backlog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, no, I get it. I get it. I knew coming in and any of these things, like I'm just so far down on Tasker. And and again, great player. I I see it as, again, in baseball, there's a lefty specialist, say Walker or something comes in and he's the best ever to do it, but he, he only pitches to three batters or not even that, you know, and he gets that one key out. Doesn't mean he's a hall of famer. I mean, he's good. He's great at, he does. Where's all the long snappers? Where's the best long snapper? I, I mean, I don't see it. I don't even know who that would technically be. Well, Don Malbeck, my lion guy, was yes, yeah. in the conversation at least. But again, who, yeah, how do you grade that? And same thing. I know Tasker is great at what he did. And same thing with Slater. I just can't take a spot away from the Sorry. fifth guy. Um when it comes down to it, let Tasker and Mills this year, they're bat, both their last year. I can't, I can't give it to Tasker over Mills if you had to make me pick one. So it's just not going to happen. I am going to make you pick 10. I, so I want to know who's, don't tell me all 25 because there's other mm-hmm. people who are on our list or, or group rather who are going to be watching that. So just not to influence them too much, but who's going to be your 10 that I know for sure that I'm going to, that I'm going to get prior to our discussion in three weeks? I'm going to, I'm going to give you 11 and it's, okay. it's going to be um, pretty, but what I'll call chalk. All right. Okay. It's, it's your nine returners from last year that are left. There were 10 guys last year who didn't make the hall of fame who um, that were the top 15 finalists. Okay one of them is no longer eligible, Clay Matthews. So that leaves us with nine. So you got Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Richard Seymour, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Rondé Barber, 
Jared Allen, and I'm going to go Sam Mills again. I understand he's short on things, but because it is last year, I'm going to put him up there. Okay. So that's that's nine, and then I've got my two newcomers to that didn't make the top ten uh, or top fifteen last year. One is the newcomer Demarcus Ware, and then the, my overall number one guy is Patrick Willis. Okay. So that those are my eleven, and then. I'll even say I'll I'll give you a couple more. Steve Smith, Andre Johnson, and Kevin Williams are going to be in my top 15. Mm-hmm. So that means the top 15, when everybody debating and everything, you guys can sway my 15th vote. Whoever that will be is going to be up to uh, see what the it's, story is. It's possible once we get there that some of them might not even – some of those guys might drop off. You, you never know. Absolutely. And if, if some of them do, um, then then you will go with some of the others. Yeah. I know last year we had some in our group last year. He didn't get the love I thought he would. Who was that? Richard Seymour. I thought would get more love from our group, and he really did. Uh, yeah. But I again I think when you look at that, what I've said on the next page, respect the cue. I mean, he, he's just gonna be up there. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell you pretty certain I'm going to have two offensive players and three defensive players in my final five. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of them is going to be a wide receiver and one of them will be Boselli. And then, so the final, the three defense will be come down to uh, again, some, some gamemanship. One of them will probably be one of the defensive backs, either Butler or Barber. One of them will be um, one of the linebackers, Willis, Thomas, Ware, and then, then you get either Seymour, um, Allen, Mills, or one of those other linebackers. Again, just depends on how it shakes out. All right. Well, thank Ted. Thank you so much for uh, bringing your insight to this. I consider this whole part of this massive process. I wonder sometimes if some of the people who are actually voting for this take it as seriously as we do. Yeah, you never know. know. I, I would think. I would say so. I mean, that's yeah. their. It's their livelihood. They're they're experts. They may have some bias because they do carry, they cover that certain region. Um, I try to leave bias out of this. I mean, I think my highest lion is probably what Lomas Brown, and but I think I'm about where everybody else has it. Well, not only that, they've got that extra layer of bias for a lot of them. They've met and can be friends with some of these people. I mean, I'm getting to know Richmond Webb a bit. Yeah. Can I, I can't tell you that that doesn't bias me. I'm trying for it not to. I'm a, I'm, hey, right now, Webb's probably my leading guy for that last spot. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm all bored for him. He's it, one that I've never seen how he doesn't get more, more love. But I mean, that's like also the thing, right? Like when you're, when you're doing all this and then you, and some people who might be, well, let's just call them assholes. If Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens was a, were sweethearts of people, would they be in already? Would they have been forgiven? Oh, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, right. Tough, tough to say. That's you know, a whole nother podcast oh, right there, buddy. And it will be. And it will be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So yeah. again, thank you so much. And again, if you're li- if you're watching this, if you're listening, and you want to be a part of this, hey, hit us up. That's what we're here for. We want yep, to you'll find us on. Yeah. And, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. And what's your Twitter handle for everyone? Uh, I believe it's Crockett III. I'm the third. So um, I believe that's how it, it's on you there. Use it so but much. If you can't remember. find me, uh, 
search Ted Crockett, see what comes up, or just look for some of your not in the Hall of Fame posts, and you'll probably be able to find some likes or me cursing out Kurt or something like that in some of his posts. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, not really. I don't actually get a lot of hate on my posts. I get hates on my. Uh, I got I got hate on, on a comment on on one of my other shows about Captain Nintonil. Yeah, yeah. Only th you've only said one thing where I found you pretty ridiculous. Other than yeah, that, I know what it is because uh, I have Joe Schmidt over uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Other and he's he's number two. But yeah. again, other than or that, you didn't, you didn't tell me off. Which is kind no, of no, no, exactly. I'm like, well, you know, maybe this guy doesn't know quite as much as he thinks he does. <laughs> I, I definitely don't know nearly as much as I think I do. I'll be no, the first yeah. one to say it. My first no. wife will be the second one. Right. Right. No, but I appreciate all that you do and uh, let me get, come on here. And uh, if you ever need some more lists and debates or discussions, sure. I'd be glad to share. Absolutely. Maybe we can do the same thing for uh, when they have the baseball. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. All right, buddy. All right, thanks so much. Thanks. Stay safe, everybody.